Seasons greetings and happy new years to all my fellow musicpreneurs. Welcome to the end of 2023. I cannot believe what a whirlwind of a year this has become. We all thought 2023 would be the year of returning to some semblance of normalcy, you know, pre-pandemic. But in the wake of COVID-19, the pace of change seems to be in hyperdrive. I had a conversation with a fantastic producer I've coached and mastered music for over the last few years, and it quickly turned into a rather personal conversation over this Christmas break. Normally, the producer will email me their latest whip and ask for feedback, and a pattern has developed over the last couple of whips that I don't necessarily have anything against the music, but rather his framing. If you know who you are, I'm sorry to put you on blast like this. It's because I love you as a colleague, and many other producers are struggling with what you're going through. He said, day one million of taking three days to make a loop, and then still feeling like it should be scrapped. Once again, it seems to have all the necessary parts, but it still sounds bland. Why do you think this doesn't feel as good as it could anymore? First, I tore his words apart. I dissected his email instantly and found two words that stood out to me, especially knowing the caliber of music that this producer puts out, and even more so for the quality of musicality and production value already presented in a silly little loop. <laughs> then I tore him apart. I went straight for the throat because I know how heart-wrenching it is to be in that position, and how much worse it feels when it seems like no one else freaking gets it. Whether you feel like you've lost your spark or think that your tracks lately are not that inspiring, there's an answer sitting in the dark just waiting to be found by you. Stay tuned if you're eager to prepare for an even better 2024. You're listening to the Modern Producer Secrets Podcast, the first music industry podcast for creatives who want to reach beyond the side hustle, where we show you how to apply the principles of business, mindset, and personal development to create real sustainable success in your music production career. Look, I'd be lying if I said my 2023 was going well. I'm far from my goals and resolutions that I had set for myself this year. I've been hearing similar things from many producer friends in my circles, and it feels like 2023 has just kicked our butts. At least, that's what I've been telling myself lately, you know, inside. I know it's not just me. That producer friend that I spoke to recently has been going through something similar. When he emailed me and framed it like he did, Something didn't sit right with me. Here's this producer who's gone full-time at DJing and producing himself, venturing into the full stack of mixing and mastering, and he composes truly head-bopping songs that are catchy as all hell. And he's using words to describe himself like bland and scrapped. I wasn't kidding what I said I tore into him. First, I had to tell him what the song did for me. It moved me. Like, I, I truly dug it. And then I went straight for the heart, literally and figuratively. I said, if you feel like something's missing, I'd consider the following. Ask yourself why seven times. First, why do you believe this doesn't sound as good as it could? When you reflect on that and arrive at a conclusion, ask yourself why again for that response. This process will force you to face inner workings that might reveal what's hidden from you the whole time that you've been ignoring, overlooking, or refusing to accept. Second, it's just a loop right now. <laughs> I would step back and assess your journey as a producer and consider where you want to be in 10 years. Is what you're doing right now serving that larger goal, or at least allowing you to explore a path that may lead you there? I brought those two things up because this person's music production quality is in the commercial league, 
yet they're unhappy with their work. This is where we get into the heart of the matter, diagnosing what is the root cause of your unhappiness. Let me ask you this, and it's okay if it stings a little bit. Are you happy? No, really. Are you happy? I think some of you are generally happy and know that this music path you've committed to is what you were born to do. There's no doubt in your mind, spirit, or body. Some of you might be struggling with that belief. For some of you that are committed to this music life journey, the question then becomes about diagnosing the root cause that's keeping you from taking off the everything sounds like shit goggles. I'm willing to bet, if that's you, that you're allowing your productions to become your vice. We all have vices. That's just part of human nature. The trick is not to eliminate all vices, but to regulate ourselves so that we can control them rather than them controlling us. And yes, before the flood of emails surge in, making music can be a vice. Perhaps producing music is your vice. This could be a mere symptom of a deeper problem that you've been avoiding, ignoring, or in flat-out denial about. In my response to my producer friend, I told him where I stood. I genuinely believe his musicality and production quality are up there with the artists releasing under major labels, absolutely killing it in their genres today. I spelled it out. I said, I noticed two key phrases in the way you framed the email with that whip that you sent me. You said the words sounding bland, which is not at all how I would describe the experience of that whip. And the next you said, doesn't feel anymore. Having gone through years of self-doubt and imposter syndrome, I nearly choked up just trying to talk about this one again because of the feelings that I remember experiencing in my music career. It wasn't long ago that I launched and subsequently put on hiatus Pollux and Castor. Whether it's that subtle ache in the back of your mind or that visceral gut feeling deep inside that seems like this bottomless pit of despair creeping in the background ever so faintly, it's a sign that we've deviated from our vision. Again, for those of you who already believe this is your path, it's the lack of momentum and continued development of that vision moving the needle forward. That's likely where you are right now. You're also like me if you've poured most of your efforts into the craft of producing, but not much else. I let my thirst for production become my vice. But Cam, what does this even mean, vice? Well, substitute the word production for, oh, I don't know, smoking, drugs, porn alcohol, sex. Believe it or not, workaholism is a thing. There are people in this world right now that are addicted to being busy. I know people who are addicted to being miserable and complaining about absolutely everything. How miserable of a life must that be? That's just my opinion, though. Are you letting some aspect of your music become your vice, your addiction? If so, perhaps it's time to get that addiction under control. Andrew Huberman equates dopamine to currency. He even refers to it as a biological currency. Dopamine is that high you feel when you win at something competitive, when you strike it wrench at gambling or in the stock market. Unfortunately, dopamine is a very fickle kind of high. Once you get a hit, it drives you to chase it further. And when you get the next hit, the high isn't as high. There is a whole branch of mathematics called game theory that essentially boils down to studying competitive situations. It's been applied to contexts of war, business, and biology. Veritasium has an excellent video essay explaining this under the pseudonym The Prisoner's Dilemma. 
Now, if you want to watch it, go check the link in the show notes. But I want to repurpose it here as the producer's dilemma. We all see the chatter on social media and in published media articles, the dichotomy of the music industry being simultaneously the best time to get into making music and the worst in history for those trying to earn a living. Never have we faced so many technological advancements and threats simultaneously. I won't get into it today. You know the chatter I'm talking about. Everyone self-advertises their services and groups already offering the same services, right? The comments turn into a deluge of, bro, you're barking up the wrong tree. Yes, this is the producer's dilemma. The industry is continually self-perpetuating. The best way to go is solo when building a music business. However, anyone in this business for long enough knows that it takes more than just themselves to make a business vehicle run. The game, as Dr. Delek Muller puts it, is a never-ending cycle of interactions that lead to decisions of whether to cooperate or defect. Game theory has demonstrable research indicating that the most effective strategies for surviving over the long term, or even passing on legacies to future generations, all hinge on the general assumption that cooperation is more effective than going alone. This is in direct contrast to what we see in the social media circles today. Everyone is so focused on getting ahead that they miss the opportunities to cooperate and work together towards shared goals. Well said, Derek. That's not so easy to do in the music industry, especially when the environment is filled with defectors looking to stab you in the back to get ahead. We need to change this paradigm, and by we, I mean us, you, me, and everyone in the Music Producers Alliance. This is why I believe Adam founded it. He's had the vision for the MPA from the very beginning, because Adam knows that you have to be the change that you want to see in the world. Okay, Cam, we get it. The industry sounds horrible, according to you. Are you telling me I should just bow out? No, the opposite. We must change our approach. I say this because I'm right here with you, facing these struggles too. Maybe music isn't your vice. Maybe you're addicted to social media, or you've allowed yourself to dive down the rabbit hole of YouTube tutorials in the guise of self-education. Still, now you spend more time consuming content rather than creating what you originally wanted to do. This is the hijacking that I'm referring to. When you become a spectator, you idle your potential. It's just like a car sitting in neutral. Look at the derivative word, spectacle, to see a feat of amazement or wonder. There is nothing wrong with being amazed at the power or by the power of what mankind can accomplish. Look at how crazy AI alone has been over the last year. But when we become consumers of it, we forfeit the belief that we are capable of equally impressive things. The only difference between those who watch in awe and those doing is activation. There is no success or failure. There is only the will to push forward and endure. Now, when I say we must reframe our approach, I'm referring to the quote I mentioned earlier from Andrew Huberman. Seeking is the reward. In Tom Bilyeu's interview with Andrew, he revealed some golden nuggets of wisdom that's worth a watch if you have an hour to spare. But essentially, Andrew spelled it out like this. He referred to dopamine as a sort of biological currency. If we chase those highs we get from the dopamine when we win it big or strike it rich, you know, the reward from getting what you were after, our first instinct is to continue chasing that successive win immediately, the next big hit, and then the next. Therein lies the danger. Andrew made the analogy of a pain and pleasure scale. 
as we pursue the pleasure in the wins, those successes we get on our path, we ride that dopamine, and eventually that scale starts to tip. It doesn't feel as good when you get that next win, no matter how little or how big, because the scale is already extremely unbalanced in favor of pain. The stress gets higher, anxiety is more acute, and the pressure mounts. Likewise, if we don't win, the pain feels much more amplified, especially when it's related to what we're pursuing. Instead, if we allow ourselves to spend some time rebalancing after a big win, then discipline ourselves to understand that life will feel a little mundane for a while as we approach our next successive big win. We can let that scale rebalance. Or as Andrew says, understand that there will always be a little bit of postpartum depression. What he's telling us is that learning this discipline as a way of biohacking ourselves tap into the dopamine as a motivator, not just seeking dopamine as a reward. I really suggest you guys go take a watch of his interview. I've linked it in the show notes below. So as we close out this year, I invite you to think about starting your 2024 out really strong. I have seven very simple yet strong habits to win the morning and make 2024 the year that you make your success a reality. The reason the morning is so important is because it's the bookend that starts your day. It's how you start and end your day that honestly matters more than what you do during the day. You could enjoy wins or suffer losses during the middle of the day, but what you do at the beginning and end of your day matters to set you up for the next day and the next and the next. So here they are. Number one, get up immediately. Don't hit snooze. Don't lay there contemplating the day or mulling over what you have to do. The more time you spend in bed building your checklist or whatever, the more you're likely to find a demotivator to tackle the day. Number two, don't check social media. Don't read the news. Don't turn on TV. Heck, some of you don't even turn on music or start a conversation with your partner if you have one. The point is to use this time to allow your mind to wake up, check in with yourself first, and get in touch with your core why. What are you going to do today? Is that going to move you closer to your vision? Number three, stretch and move. Now, if you're like me, the gym is my Zen place. I go to calm and focus my mind, develop my discipline, and get my body in control. You don't have to become an Olympic athlete. Even just doing some basic breathing exercises, going for a walk, or doing stretches all count here. Keep it simple. Exercise is another one of those topics that I could easily dedicate a whole episode or five to, but you get the point. Number four, drink water, tea, or coffee. While the latter two have some upsides like improved alertness or the feeling of more energy to tackle the day with, they can also present some downsides like caffeine addiction or other health drawbacks if they're not moderated closely. Number five, meditate. Yes, I did say the gym was my zen. But that doesn't mean we should not also carve out time to improve our focus and mental health. Meditation has been found to have numerous psychological and physical health benefits, the most direct being improved focus. Focus is a muscle that we have to exercise, just like any other, of course. Number six, journal your goals for the day. Countless studies have correlated between those achieving higher statuses in life and having clearly defined goals that they repetitively wrote down. I think there's an indicator there. Number seven, check in with your vision and refine it. 
Now, this is different than just journaling your goals for the day. This is where you stay in touch with your bigger vision, assess your journey, and adjust course. I like to equate this to being the captain of your ship. Only you know where you're headed. It's one thing to say full steam ahead. It's another to keep the ship moving in the right direction, even when you're lost at sea. Well, there you have it. Seven simple habits to build to win the mornings and conquer your 2024. These habits are things we've found successful producers using and encourage in the Music Producers Alliance. When you fully comprehend the power behind the biohack I shared today and develop that self-discipline, you can unlock so much potential. I know it's not easy. That's why we have the Roundtable Mastermind community. Having a group of like-minded individuals who all share similar goals and hold each other accountable makes all the difference. There are so many psychological and social factors at play that affect how we act, how we interact, and those choices and actions have ripple effects that extend well beyond just our own lives. And if you caught the last episode, that quote that I shared from Elliot in the final episode of Mr. Robot still rings true. If you can stay true to yourself, dare to be different when the world is expecting you to cave and fall in line and couple it with the perspectives in this episode, you'll find creative ways to cooperate toward shared mutual goals and look for the win-wins. Thanks so much for sticking around at the end of this episode. I would love to know if this podcast has helped anyone this year. If there was something that you took away from the podcast that you implemented or just blew your mind hearing about, I'd love to hear your story. Email podcast at modernproducersecrets.com and put the subject 2023 story in the subject line. If you like the podcast, please rate and review us in your favorite podcast app. And finally, this podcast is brought to you by the Music Producers Alliance, the premier online community and professional development platform exclusively for music producers that provides learning resources, networking opportunities, and business mentoring. If you're looking for a proven music marketing system so you can get consistent and high-paying projects with better clients, all from your home studio and want personalized advice, feedback, and accountability to accelerate the growth of your career, then head over to musicproducersalliance.com forward slash join and become a member of our mastermind community today.